This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the MagicWordPodcast.com. Well, it is about convention time, and these next few weeks are going to be crazy off the hook. I'm going to be heading <laughs> right now to New Orleans, and then after that to uh, Colton, Michigan for Rabbits, and then after that on to uh, New Orleans, sorry, Las Vegas for Magic Live. So I hope to see some of you at some of those or someplace down the road. But as for right now, we are on the road, and I say we because I'm traveling with my travel mate over here. Here he is, Dick Olson. Hey there, Dick. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, all. And also his daughter, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Good morning. So we've got a car full right now and uh, happily heading to New Orleans. And the weather looks like it's uh, sunny with a little bit of clouds, which is just going to be fine to keep things cool down below a little bit below 100. (laughs) I mean, who picks these places? New Orleans in July. Uh, And here we are, some of the hottest weather we've ever had. Uh, Anyhow, uh, we'll be inside where it's air conditioned, so who cares? But uh, I'm looking forward to this. I know we're going to be having uh, some great entertainment. I was unable to make it to Pittsburgh for the IBM convention, uh, so I hope you guys will be enjoying the uh, the reports that we give you from New Orleans as we start to talk with some of the, the talent and the registrants and dealers and everybody else. I understand from uh, a friend, Oscar Munoz, was saying I believe they had about 400 people who had attended the IBM convention. I'm expecting a, a little bit less than that right now for the IBM uh, rather SAM convention. We're going to be having our convention, by the way, I'll just mention it right now, which is the uh, um, Texas Association of Magicians convention. And actually, Dick is the president of that. Uh, Dick, that's going to be the 1st to the 4th of September. Anything you want to talk about that? That's correct. And it's uh, we have some outstanding talent uh, scheduled for it. So we've got 13 entertainers, uh, six shows, and... Uh, all kinds of really good stuff. Eleven so. dealers. Eleven dealers. Yes, that's right. Great hotel near the Galleria. Uh, fabulous hotel. Great rate. With a good rate and ten dollar parking, which I know is very important to those that are driving in or have a vehicle. So uh, please don't miss this one. It's going to be a terrific uh, conference, and and it may be quite a while before it comes back to Houston. So uh, we would we would love to have you join us. I think it'd be a lot of fun, and so just go to taom.org slash 2023 for more information on that one. But again, a lot of good conventions that are going to be coming up. I'm going to be attending, uh, let's see what else i got going on. Uh, well, after Magic Live, I'm going to be going to Pose Magic Conference. Uh, aside from that, we're going to be having, um, let's see, what's coming on? Um, uh, tricks and uh, Magic at the Sea in Myrtle Beach. Uh, there's just a few that I'm going to be attending, and hopefully, again, if I don't see some of these upcoming in the next few weeks, I might see you then on down the road. And in the interim, I'm still in the process of uh, moving. <laughs> All my house is packed up right now. I'm going to be moving up to uh, a suburb of Austin, Texas. It's called Georgetown, and looking forward to that move. And then during September, also going to be heading over to Germany. So any of you guys uh, who are in Germany, if you would like to get together while I'm over there, let me know. I'm going to be there, I think it was the 14th through the 23rd of September. September. Going to be going over for Oktoberfest in Munich for a few days and then going to have some other days just to kind of kick around. Wanted to uh, see if we can get together some magicians. So drop me an email, scott at themagicwordpodcast.com if you'd like to get together. Well, as I said, we are on our way then to New Orleans right now, uh, driving on I-10 from Houston. It's about going to be about a six-hour drive, roughly, and so we should be getting there sometime around noon as we got up early to uh, start this trek. And one of the advantages is a place along the way that we got to stop, which is always a roadside favorite, and that is Stuckey's. And that's where we uh, picked up. Believe it or not, they had a Dunkin' Donuts inside there. Yes, I, they did, and yes, I did. Let me have a little bit of this hot coffee. You know, that's some good black hot coffee. I love it. That's great. And let's see what kind of donuts we got here today. Forgot that... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, well, for those of you who are guessing chocolate chocolate, they did not have that. So it was a glazed chocolate and then a Boston cream with chocolate icing. That'll make up for that. Well, there we go. So, all is going well. We're having a great time. And we will see you in the Big Easy shortly. So this is... Dick and Lindsay and Scotty out.
we have just arrived at the New Orleans uh, Harris Hotel over here, and I'm excited. I understand it had a little bit of rain yesterday or last night or this morning. Weather is perfect right now. We're inside where it's air-conditioned. Who cares? You know, it could be hot or raining or whatever outside. And one of the first people I run into is one of the most important people, one of the illustrious Mr. Rod Chow. Hey there, Rod. Hello, Scott. <laughs> Welcome to New Orleans. And you actually did miss the rain. We had the rain during our ghost tour. There was thunder and lightning, so it was just perfect backdrop oh, wow. for that. Yes. Wow. I have been on that ghost tour before. Now, did you go to that place that Nicolas Cage used to live in where they had the... I mean, you went on the thing, right? We did go on the thing, and there were some haunted houses, and yep. did you live in a haunted house? If yep. you live in a haunted house, we were there. Yep. Okay. Yes, there was one that was like a vampire house. I mean, there were some, there were some pretty cool places you know, yeah, that I'd gone on there. This is such a wonderful city. I have not been here since pre-Katrina. However, I used to come like once a month. I know all the restaurants. And in fact, when I heard that Mother's was just like a block from here, it's like, oh my gosh, I've just got goosebumps because I love their breakfast and having a little debris, you know, and some uh, grits, uh, you know, for breakfast. It's just a wonderful place and bacon eggs. Anyhow, enough about that. It's always good to see you because every convention I go to, I think you're the only person who goes to more conventions than me. <laughs> no, you go to a lot of conventions. And it's so great to see you. And you're right. Here, the food is actually excellent. And we come to New Orleans for the food. Yeah. And we actually had gator. So we actually had gator to, uh, for dinner last night. It was yep. really great. Uh, but, it's like chicken. <laughs> it's like chicken, yeah. <laughs> but uh, for this weekend, we're here for the Society of American Magicians Conference, the annual conference. And it's going to be a great time. We have talent that is amazing. Some of the a, people, who are you looking forward to? Uh, well, we have Tina Leonard, Leonard who is, is yep. our guest of honor. Yes, so yeah. this is going to be awesome. And uh, we're doing a film on John Rocco Balmer. Uh, he couldn't make it, unfortunately. But we have a film on him. Oh, he's and, not going to make it? No, he's not going to make it. Darn. But we're going to see the film. So that's yeah. the second best thing. Uh, we just had our national council meeting, which ran really well. And uh, now um, everyone's in the dealer's room, which is the place to be in the convention, right? <laughs> That's right. And uh, you've been serving for the last year, and you're soon going to be giving it up to John Sturk as the president coming in. That's right. Uh, John Sturk is our president-elect, and at the banquet, we'll be, uh, I'll be handing over the gavel to him. Okay. Now tell me a little bit about your year, kind of in recap, now that you've had 12 months of this. It's what been a fa- fantastic year, actually. Uh, I mean, started off uh, in Europe, actually, uh, representing the SAM, but visiting uh, London Magic, uh, uh, London Magic Circle, uh, Magic Circle over there, mm-hmm. and also went to Blackpool, and then we came back to USA, went across the United States, different places, visited assemblies, conventions, and met a lot of people, telling about the SAM, mm-hmm. and lots of interest in SAM because uh, you mentioned the president. Uh, it's it's the oldest and most uh, prestigious magic organization in the world, so uh, the SAM name has a lot of weight. I remember when years ago that Terry Seabrook was the international ambassador, you know, kind of bringing goodwill to the rest of the world and getting people interested in the SAM and had an article in MUM and everything. And so he just, uh, uh, I, I know that even though it says Society of American Magicians, it really is a society of international magicians. It is an international organization. And the, the fact that I'm the first ever Canadian yeah. president, first ever uh, president outside the USA, says that. You know, along that line, I think it's kind of amazing that you got so many great magicians that are up there, and you had not only you, but then Alexander and uh, Sean Farquhar coming from the same area to, be, to, be, I, to be president. I have to say that, because Billy Sway is our current, uh, was the past IBM, yeah. immediate past IBM, and he's from the same city, uh, same clubs in uh, Vancouver, uh, the IBM club, as well as the SAM Assembly, we're both from the same clubs, and we're both presidents in the very same year, the first time it's ever happened in history. So it was right. amazing, Billy and I. And, of course, uh, preceding Billy was, like you mentioned, Sean Farquhar and uh, Alex, uh, Alexander. All right, so this is amazing. All from Canada, all from Vancouver, B.C. I know the next year the IBM is going to be having their convention in Tacoma, Washington, which is up that way. And someone was saying, well, boy, that's kind of up in the, the northwest. There won't be very good attendance. And I said, you're underestimating the Canadians. I think a lot of people will be coming down from well, Canada. Certainly, yes. Uh, it's very close for us. We're going to be coming, bringing all the uh, people from British Columbia over there and uh, Western Canada. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, to have a convention on the East Coast, is, on the West Coast, West Coast. Is, it's great. It's great yeah. because then all the people on the West Coast, people in L.A., they come up. And, that's right. Yeah, so it's going to be excellent. Uh, but speaking of Canada, uh, during my year, uh, I'm very proud of this because we actually formed the first two assemblies in 69 years in eastern Canada. So Toronto and Ottawa. We've never had an assembly in 69 years over there, so two wow. new assemblies in Canada. Congratulations. Yes. And you were there, I guess, to give them their... Uh... Uh, well, we actually, yeah, I was there actually to help them uh, uh, establish it. And just today, just, just actually a few minutes ago, we actually... Uh, 
we actually approved their charters. So two the meetings. After awesome. the meeting, at the council. Now during this past year, again, you've gone to a lot of places. You've been faded every place that you've gone because here's our national international president. What has been? I know it's kind of hard to say what's your favorite memory, but is there some place you visited or some person or something that you were given or you did or a memory that kind of sticks out in your mind? You got to have one thing when I snap my finger. <laughs> okay. What comes to mind? Well, I say that uh, going across the United States, I've accumulated a lot of JetBlue points. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got status now. Okay, but uh, as far as um, uh, performing, actually, I had an opportunity to perform in different uh, conferences. So I did perform in the Smoke and Mirrors Theater, and that's oh, quite yeah, a nice theater down in Philadelphia, uh, and also at the Magic Castle. So that was actually quite a standout to be a one-week performer uh, in the Magic Castle. You've performed there obviously very often, uh, but it was my first time performing there, and I actually did get to MC a show in the Palace, the Palace. Theater, Good yeah, for you. Palace wow. of Mystery, uh, with Yuan Chan and two other performers of China. And in fact, the two other performers of China at the brunch show, uh, the two younger performers, uh, Yan Zhe and uh, Kate Hong, they're going to be our stars of tomorrow performers. So I saw them perform in here at this yeah, I saw conference. them perform in the Magic Castle. I said these. Uh, two young performers, the two young ladies, will be perfect for our Stars of Tomorrow show. I recommended uh, them to Marlene Clark, who is our producer. And yes, they will be on our show. So you want to see them. Their acts are, are amazing. They're performing in the Magic Castle. They're amazing. Wow, that sounds great. Well, I'm glad you had a great year. And thank you for promoting magic the way you have. I mean, you are an outstanding magician. I admire you, your creativity and, the, and your performance and your style, your personality. You have such an effervescent style, but also just the, your character itself. I mean, you're just someone who is you're very personable and, and likable. Who's, what, who, who can't love Rod Chow, you know? Thank you for saying all that, Scott. Who can love Scott Wells, too? There you go. That's what this is all about. Let's talk about me, Scott. That's right. No, thank you very much. And I appreciate, uh, again, all that you have done so far in uh, this past year. And I know even though that you're putting down the wand and handing it over to that guy over there, to John Sirk, (laughs) that uh, you're not going to stop doing magic. You're going to continue to promote it. I still promote magic. still promote the SAM because I will be part of National Council as a past national president. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Scott. uh, Good luck for the rest of this convention. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, it's going to be awesome. We know about how many people, by the way, what's the attendance? I think we're looking around 300. That's correct. That's great. Thanks again for the Magic Word Podcast. That was Rod Chow. Scotty out. Let's take a picture together. We've just finished the first activity of the afternoon, which was the uh, dealer show. And uh, we're getting ready here shortly then for uh, Bruce Calvert, who's going to be talking about tech tricks and things. Uh, but right now I'm with uh, an upcoming president who is uh, second vice president right now or first president. Uh, yeah, what are you? First VP this morning was announced. I did get uh, voted as president-elect. That voice is John Midgley right here. Hey, John, good to see you. <laughs> nice to see you, too. <laughs> And there's John Sturck right over there. I'll talk to you later then, John. And so uh, John's the one who's going to be uh, replacing Rod Chow, who we just chatted with uh, a moment ago. But uh, So you're getting to get one, two, three punch with all these guys. So, uh, John, as some of you who have been looking on Facebook have seen the wonderful portraits and things that he draws. And you had said, I think, with Steve Cohen, you had like how many, 100,000 lines or something in that picture? Yeah, yeah that one was uh, 40,000, and Ice McDonald was... Yeah, well over 140,000. Now, somebody had posted on uh, one of the pictures, is do you actually count the lines, or is that something that, <laughs> I guess it's some sort of an online, or I mean like something you do on your iPad? Yeah, or yes, I, I use the, the program Procreate on uh, iPad, and it mm-hmm. records everything that you do. So yes. it'll record, um, so there's video uh, that you can watch of yourself doing the, the artwork, but yeah. it'll count how many strokes you have yeah. in the thing. Well, what I love about it is that every picture that you have drawn is totally completely different from the others as far as the the look the the, the background the colors uh, and everything and I, I know like the one you did of me that you said like the black and white uh, and the gray and the beard and the hair you said it kind of had some nice lines to it yeah. and everything so I know everything that you do how do you select your people the the original idea is I wanted to honor magicians that didn't have a a poster or or something of that nature that I felt like really deserved one. And so I started doing, like the first one I did was Tony Slidini. um, And and I was going back there and it was Bruce Kelver that told me, he's like, oh, those are great. Too bad they're not around to appreciate them. And that made me reevaluate. I need to highlight those folks that are still around and let them know that they're appreciated and, and give them something they might be able to use. And so oh, that's, nice how, that. Yeah, that's how that came about. Wow, that is so super. And I was 
completely blown away and flattered whenever that you had, you know, you always start out and say, guess who this is, you know, just an outline. It's like, that kind of looks like me, but why would he be drawing? I'm nobody. And so, holy Nobody. Not true. I was so surprised and thankful uh, for that. So thank you, John. Now, as far as coming up then on the TAOM, the SAM, so when you're going to be coming up, how long have you been on the board or how long have you been a member of the SAM? Oh, uh, well over 10 years. uh, Started, I I got really involved with my daughter. was going to be born. I thought, I'm going to be home a lot with a baby, and I want to do more magic-oriented things. And, and that actually inspired me to take more of an active role. Um, I was working odd hours and, and different shifts, and I couldn't a- attend a, a local assembly meeting or IBM ring meeting. And so that's when um, I threw out the idea for our Assembly V1.1, which uh, I, I was privy to be a part of and help develop. And so Are you the host of the V1.1? I was for the first yeah. couple of years, and then life got busier as other successes came, and uh, so I backed up on some things. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you have, I'm sure, a busy life because you have another full-time job that you do. I do, yes. Do you do? So I'm a manager um, for behavior, behavioral health services for community um, uh, health systems. So we have... I think currently 56 hospitals across the country and, wow. and thousands of other outpatient clinics. And so, do you travel a little bit with your job? I do. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. So, ha- have come a long way in a short time. So, by being a president, incoming president, then eventually at the SAM, you'll be getting to visit a lot of assemblies, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I always want to be engaged and have conversations sure. with folks. So, what is your goal? I mean, you still got a little bit of time, but I always like to know what it is that's the vision of the incoming president as far as what is their motto? What do they plan to, to do? I think um, a while back, the Jan Goodsell was saying, you know, share the magic or something. You know, different people. Sure. So, what, have you got an idea yet? The, or you... the slogan, there, there's been several of them I've been kicking around. Um, I really liked uh, Tom Gentile's approach of we do more together. I like that. Uh, I really like the unity aspect of things. And I. I, I anticipate with incoming President John Sturck, myself, and then Matthew Crabtree, if that's how it goes, mm-hmm. that we are all in alignment. And, and the, the bottom line is do what's best for the computers mm-hmm. and do what's best for the longevity of the society and, and keep our egos at the door. So that's what we're trying that's to do. That's a good idea. And I think one of the things, too, that Rod Chow has provided here this past year, as we just heard from him a few moments ago, uh, was how that he has helped to expand the SAM internationally mm-hmm. by going to some other conventions and, and spreading the SAM, letting them know about uh, how to join the, uh, the organization and everything. Because, again, this is not just the side of American magician, but it really is an international organization. Mm-hmm. This particular convention, anything you're particularly looking forward to, seeing or watching someone perform? Are you just kind of excited to be here? Or? Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I saw when I heard our Paul Wilson was yep. going to be here, yep. I was super excited. When I heard Scott Wells was going to be here, I was super excited. Uh, Gene Proches, all every like I'm just yeah. It it's it it really is a, a family feeling, and those people are celebrities to you. And I, I just yeah. I'm, I'm in heaven. It's just cool. Plus, I love New Orleans. I mean, I love the food here. <laughs> I haven't been since Katrina, that. you know, but this, I love uh, Cajun food. The Creole is, the number, New Orleans is the number one place for me as a foodie. Number two is St. Louis. I just love their Italian and German and everything that they've got there. Anyhow, but uh, uh, so I'm excited about going back to some of these places. Uh, I just had a shrimp poor boy for lunch, and so I'm looking forward to something. It's so much fun. Later. So it is fun. Well, listen, John, always good to uh, uh, talk with someone. This is the first time we've actually physically met eye to eye and everything. It's true, so yeah. It's, it's uh, good to talk with uh, other people who have such a passion for their art and also want to carry this forward. So I appreciate everything that you do and are going to continue to do because I know in particular as far as the pictures, you got some other things in mind you've already started in some things i'm sure in the back of your mind you have some others yeah yeah in, always in projects always projects that's great john thanks very much thank you scott that's <laughs> over the magic word podcast that was john midgley scotty out if we're in new orleans then there are four people who epitomize this place one is going to be john rockabarmer there is michael dardon going to be Doug Kahn and Steve Reynolds, and I'm with Steve right now. So hey, Steve is going to be someone who's got uh, something to do also uh, here at the uh, convention, so I thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk with some of the talent to find out uh, what, if you guys are just listening to this, that you need to hurry on over to New Orleans in order to see his uh, 
this presentation tomorrow afternoon. First of all, Steve, good to see you again. Good. It's been weeks. It's been weeks. <laughs> it's good to see you too, Scott. So we were, uh, Fectors, I think, first. Uh, no, we were up in St. Louis and right. uh, Florida. And then over at, uh, in Dallas. In Dallas, yeah. yeah. And, and now New Orleans. We should go on tour together. As we actually. should. <laughs> I feel like we have been. <laughs> So uh, you get around almost as much as me. So you're going to be uh, doing something. Tell me about the show or the, the movie tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, tonight I'm doing the walk around uh, for the event. And well, Explain then, that event. What's happening tonight? Yeah, there's just it's going to be a couple performers. Doug Warpo, who's a local performer here, is going to have some set tables. And the others, are, including me, are going to do walk around. Did Warpo used to live in Austin? Is that the same? No? Uh, okay, he's been here all the time. I, I know I've heard Doug talk about him, and I've... I know I've met him, but I can't place him right now. But anyhow, so you're going to be kind of a taste of street magic of New Orleans, basically. And walk around. I'll be probably sitting down with the groups, you know. But uh, and then Monday, I'm doing a special showing of a of a Marlowe film that John had. Uh, video, well, he filmed Marlowe in '72, and that became Prime Time Marlowe, which was put out in '94. Well, recently, a video, a video cassette tape. Well, recently John gave me the original Super 8, and I re—I digitized it directly. So now it's cleaner. It looks uh, brighter than the original. It just—and so I recut it. And additional footage. Yep, the ones, uh, some of the things that were on the cutting room floor, I put back in. Uh, so it's kind of a student's cut. Me being the student of Rocker Bomber and studying all that stuff over the years, I'm going back. And I've recut it as an homage. And I included a book called It's Primetime Marlowe, The Compendium. And it's an 88-page book, book on that video and all the material in it. Now, when that was released, was it just released as a VHS tape? Yeah, VHS in 94. Okay. And so now it's going to be digital it's or a, on CD digital, or DVD? It's a, or? it's a digital download, okay. including a hard copy. It's a soft cover book. Book. And about how long is the movie? About an hour and a half? An hour. An hour, okay. Yeah. And so it has live footage. Obviously, you say John had taken with, uh, yeah, with Marlo. Marlo. in his kitchen. That's where he it's, was most of the time, I understand. Yep, and it was Super 8. Well, you hung out with him. You knew Ed, I right? never met you Ed never Marlo. Met uh, when I got really serious, well, the year I got serious, he passed away. Oh, yeah. Too late. Too late. But yeah. I got to spend, uh, you know, almost a little over 30 years with John on the phone when I was up in Philly and I used to visit here every year and spend time with him and then eventually I just moved here in 2006. Well, I know that uh, Vanishing Inc. is putting together a Marlowe book, I believe, which actually are the... The The Marlowe magazine. Right. Explain a little bit about that. The Marlowe magazines were books that Marlowe put out um, between 76 and 88. And it was just a... Monthly, quarterly? Yeah, no. Instead of putting them out, like, monthly as a magazine, he just compiled them into big books. Oh, okay. So it wasn't really a magazine, but Marlo had a had a sense of humor about that. So. <laughs> and so they're going to be... I know that uh, uh, Andy Gladwin's been going around and taking... Doing interviews with different people who were involved with that project then as well, because they're going to be releasing that, I think, around Christmas. Is that right, or do you That'd know? Great. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, sorry that we're going to miss John, that he's not going to be here, you say, traveling with family. So anyone who might be interested, that's, it's not a not a physical thing. It's just he's uh, out of town visiting. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So what is it you're excited about in doing uh, here, aside from your participation? What do you? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to see some of my friends I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, unlike uh, me, you see all the time. Like you, I see all the time. I'm getting sick of seeing sick you all the time. Um, oh, like Mark D'Souza, for example. He's not going to be here. He's not going to be here. I just talked with him, and no, he said he's not going to be here. Well, I grew up around Philadelphia. That's where I grew up, and I was like 20 minutes away from D'Souza. Yeah. And that's oh, a shame, but uh, well, you're I, here. There you go. I'll make up for Mark. No, I've got uh, moving from Houston to uh, the Austin area, Georgetown, uh, which is a suburb of Austin. And I told I know Mark collects uh, lecture notes, and I've got like 200 sets of lecture notes that I've collected over the last... 40 years or something, and I said, you want these? And he said, sure. He said, but I'm not going to be there because I've got some family obligations. But he said, there's a dealer here from Philly. He said, I'll arrange, you can pick it. he'll pick them up and drive them back for you. So, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm trying to downsize. <laughs> Got so much crap, you know. But uh, anyhow, Steve, good to seeing you. Hey, I hope you enjoy you the, uh, the convention as well. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to watching the movie tomorrow night. Are you going to stick around? I'm here until Thursday. Nice. Because, I mean, there's so much... So much food to eat. I got to walk over to Mother's in the morning, you know, and and other places. I've got to uh, and enjoy. I live the... Right across the river. So if you need anything, let me know. What is that called? Uh, the uh, area? The where West you... Bank. West Bank. That's what I was trying to think of. That's where you are. Yeah. Doug lives over there too, doesn't he? He lives actually near the airport. Okay. Out in Kenner. Okay. But he was on the West Bank he... years ago. That's what I remember. Because yeah. he visited my house and he lived on the West Bank, and that was. 15, no, no, 10 years ago, probably. Yeah, because John lives on in Algiers Point. Algiers was the and one I was that's where trying. Doug lived for a while. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And is uh, John still in Algiers Point? Yeah. He, as I recall, used to work for an airline. I assume he's retired from... Oh, yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I haven't talked with him in a while. That's why I was yeah. so looking forward to seeing him here, because I haven't been to New Orleans since pre-Katrina, so it's been a while, and so I was really hoping to see him, so... Uh, well, I know some of the tricks he's published, and I have a goatee, so this is the closest <laughs> you're going to get. All right, John. I mean, Steve. <laughs> so that was Steve Reynolds for the Magic Word Podcast. This is Scotty Out. We are getting ready shortly for dinner. We're kind of have a little bit of a break right now, and the dealer's room is uh, still open but not too busy because most people, I believe, have uh, gone out for dinner. We're getting ready at 8 o'clock to have the big welcome party and everything. But right now I've got a couple of uh, people with me, Some you, uh, one you've heard from before, and that's Cody Clark. Hey there, Cody. Nice to see you again, Scott. And you too, my friend. And someone who is his first time at the SIM, and that's uh, Sid Haggerty. Uh, yeah, it's my second time, yeah. Second time, okay. Yeah. First one in uh, Las Vegas of last year. And so that's why you came back again this year, because you had such a good time last year? Definitely, yes. <laughs> what are you guys both looking forward to uh, this year? First of all, Cody? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to learning new routines, since I have my core roster that I like, but I'm also wanting to see what's next, wanting to continue to evolve as a performer. Mm-hmm. So getting new ideas from people, be it during lectures or in the jamming hall. Yeah, and also showing Sid the ropes, introducing Sid to a lot of my magician friends. Since I'm very thankful to mentor Sid and help him progress as a magician in his own right. Now, Sid, do you live in the same area then as Cody? Yeah, I live in the same state, same area. We both live in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. So talking about the session room, that's kind of where we are right now. That's why it's a little bit noisy over here, that it's between the dealer's room and the uh, main lecture hall where we are right now. And they're rehearsing in there for the uh, uh, for the contest. Have either of you actually been? I was still going to ask you first, Cody. Been in a contest? I know you have. seems like I've seen you in contests before. Yeah, I've done the Louisville Magic Club's close-up contest a lot. And I've done some contests at the Unconventional Convention, which is a small convention in corporate Kentucky. The Lexington, Kentucky IBM ring runs. I've done some regional stuff but not yet national that could be a goal as i enter my 30s though well you should you know have that uh, i think you know as a goal because the good thing about uh having well going into a contest you have some deadline that you have to be prepared for that's what jeff mcbride said he said don't compete to win compete to get an act done by a certain deadline and one competitor that's also in the louisville magic club buddy august He's done just that. Oh, Buddy's really good. I remember seeing him then at the Magi Fest. No, no, he, where, he was just at the uh, yeah, Winter Carnival. At, Winter Carnival. Winter Carnival, IBM Pittsburgh. I think he'll be at Abbott's. He's on a mini competition tour. And get this, 76 has only been in Magic two years, but already won locally and at Winter Carnival, and at least had a good showing at IBM in Pittsburgh, and I'm rooting for him here at SAM. Well, I was one of the judges, actually, at the Winter Carnival that... Uh, voted for him. I really thought he was great. He did a great job over there. So as you're learning more than said about magic, are you wanting to become a full-time pro? Do you just want to learn a few cool things for your friends? Or you want to get in contests? Or what's your goal? What do you want to do? Uh, well, I started when I was seven, getting into the magic uh, ordeal as a hobbyist, and then slowly evolving into wanting it to be a, a career almost at this point. And you're how old right now? Uh, I am 22, going to go be on 23 in October. Yeah. Uh, but do you want to work like in restaurants and do some close-up, or are you thinking about corporate stuff, or what do you want to do? Uh, so far, I've kind of taken to my mentor, Cody, here, of wanting to do inspirational-type magic. Him, He does his autism. I've uh, Ever since I was younger, I've kind of grown up with depression, so I kind of know what it's like and the struggle of it, and I've always kind of wanted to... Uh, 
bring that sort of light to other people. With what I discovered with magic, magic uh, really dug me out of depression. It allowed me to be social and be creative in my own right. Without having to use medication or anything, that's been something that's been encouraging to you? Uh, no, I, I still... Supplement. It's more of a supplemented medication. I still take antidepressants, but it's it's such a huge benefactor. It's letting me get out of the house. It, it's caused me to want to do stuff with my life instead of just sitting at home feeling sorry for myself. Right. Well, that's inspirational. I was thinking that's what magic has done for you, of actually giving you a reason for getting up and moving forward, you know. Exactly. So have you been doing some shows then as well? Um, I've done some walk-around gigs. Uh, That's primarily where I started with magic was doing walk-around with sponge balls, slowly getting into the cards, then doing packet tricks. Uh, I believe in 2021 is actually when I did a kind of a routine with a, was it a Benson Bowl routine? Yep. Tom Stone's Benson Burner, or Bunsen Burner, I think it's what it's called. And I won that competition, the uh, 20, 2021 close-up contest for the Louisville Magic Club. And then Buddy August went on to win uh, the la- next year's, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did such an amazing job on that, uh, that routine, too. Well, and, and going back to autism then, uh, that you had mentioned then, Cody, do you find that is something that helps? you to uh to deal with that oh in a lots of ways because a lot of autism is in motor skills not just the social skills magic of course helps with social skills because it's you're required to have an audience for a magic trick to work and magic tricks come with social skills scripts to at least start the conversation so through a magic routine i can start a conversation and once people see the magic then it can flow more naturally then i can overcome my social anxiety and uh really blossom Wow. And so that's something that has encouraged you to to get out, actually, and to be more social. I mean, by doing magic, because you know you have a goal of something that you're going to do. Exactly. It gives me uh, a motivation to work on the parts of autism that I want to work on, but it also enhances the parts of autism I want to keep, like the special interest. Most people with autism have what's called a special interest, a thing we obsess over more than anything else, because it allows us to understand the rules of the world, that through this magic subculture we can understand the broader world that doesn't always understand us. That's interesting, yeah, because there's a focus, I guess, a, a, a laser focus. A focus and a concentrated group of people who, even if they aren't all autistic, are admittedly a bit weird anyway. <laughs> well, magicians are in general, you know, so you're in the right group, man. <laughs> exactly. They don't care a hundred. They don't care about me being socially no, perfect. No, no. They just care that I'm here as myself and that Sid is here as himself. Yeah, exactly, because we're all here to learn and to share with each other. It doesn't matter our culture, our background, uh, whatever issues we have, uh, or, you know, bi or gay or whatever, yeah. you know, that it's, that's, it's magic. And you know, let's, let's run a new double lift, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know. I found magic to be one big welcome tent and a yeah. tent where we can escape from the problems of the outside world for a bit. Yeah, and that does that for you with autism and you then with depression. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my inspiration with magic is to at least take five, five minutes away from a person to be brought from reality into this... Uh, <laughs> the space we call magic, I guess. It, inspirational is what I like to call it. Every time I go see a show, it can be any show, I take away at the end of the show, wow, that really inspired me to want to get up and start working on this magic to, to better myself. Do you go to other kinds of live performances? And I'm talking thinking about like ballet and uh, symphony or other things or just magic shows? I'm just... Uh, I go to uh, uh, concerts. Uh, I'm a, I was a... Theater. I was a musician myself. I played a lot of trumpet throughout school, through elementary, middle, and high school. So I have a, I, I like the arts in that uh, that sense as well. So that's a good thing, you know, to kind of look at other kinds of performing arts to see how that that could relate then also to helping us to get in front of an audience and also thinking about some of the music, you know, that might be good for the background as well. Oh, yes, I 100% agree. In fact, I love places like Memphis's Beale Street, oh here, yeah. Frenchman Quarter, yeah. Nashville, Lower Broadway, where the music is so raw, so energetic. There's an energy when you go into those clubs that you don't always get at a magic show. So that's one of my goals is to make my magic shows feel like you're in a Frenchman Street Jazz Club or yeah. a Beale Street Blues Club. And you're giving me goosebumps because there's so many great clubs, you know, that yeah. I've, I've been up and down Bourbon Street for years and I haven't been for the most last 
20 years or so, but I used to uh, come over here regularly, and I would love those jazz clubs. There are so many great places to, to hear music. So many authentic artists who are in it for the love, not in it for the money. That's another thing I like. The communities there remind me a lot of the magic community. Yes. Well, guys, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, your time and uh, an insight. And I know the viewer, listeners would like to hear some more from me, and I think we'll have to sit down and do this again in detail. I would love that. <laughs> Thanks, Cody, and thank you very much, Sid. Thank you. I'd love to do that, too. Yeah. You bet. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Sid Haggerty and also Cody Clark. Scotty out. Before we go any further over here and uh, continue into the evening and uh, for the uh, welcoming party and the big grand parade and everything, I wanted to visit with someone else who is going to be the incoming president, and I know his time is going to be very valuable. It's always valuable, but he's going to be having even less time later once he becomes uh, installed as the new president of the Society of Recognitions. Congratulations, early congratulations. Here he is, Mr. John Sirk. Hey, John. Hey, Scotty. Always good to talk with you, my friend. Thank you for making time for a former Magic Word correspondent uh, to be here to be here on the podcast. I have always loved you for so many uh, years, and you are one of the uh, few people who always call me Scotty. And uh, I always it 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 warms my heart because I I like that. You know, I go by Scott, but I always say Scotty out. But you're the the only person who regularly calls me Scotty, and I (laughs) love you like a brother. That just is amazing. Uh, Anyhow, gotten off topic. So, as you were going to be coming in this next year, I had asked Rod about him coming off, and I talked also with John Midgley of what he's going to be doing. Do you have a goal, a vision of something, or a, 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 a slogan or something that you got for your coming year? Yes. So, it's sort of become a tradition for each incoming president to have a theme for their year. Rod's theme, I'm sure he mentioned, was We Welcome the World. Past ones have been, we do more together, and we are the energy. And the the motto I've chosen for the year is, magic is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because uh, it's no secret that we are struggling to diversify our community. Um, Everywhere we go, it's predominantly older white men. And that uh, in order for the SAM and the IBM and the magic community in general, in order for us all to grow, that has to be, uh, we have to put effort into reaching communities of people who haven't traditionally been reached included. out to, who haven't traditionally been included or reached out to. Mm-hmm. I think many of my predecessors or some of the older folks think that just having an open door is enough. And it's simply insufficient. You have to invite them, actively invite them to the party. Having an open-door policy is fine, but you've got a very good point. You know, of actually getting up off your butt and taking someone by the hand and saying, come with me. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, one of my initiatives for the year will be to form our first-ever Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion DEI Committee. Um, And I've talked to several individuals already uh, at this convention who want to help and be part of that. So I have a very optimistic view. Uh, Certainly we won't be uh, able to make huge changes in just the year that I have in office, Um, but I know I can get the ball rolling. And the next two people in line after me, um, I'm confident, will continue to build on what we've started. What specific kinds of things can we do now? And I'm saying we, meaning internationally. I've got an audience in other countries who are listening then as well. And they're not going to be part of this DI committee, and it's going to be a while before they roll out some of those suggestions and ideas that they can do. Do you have some suggestions that people can get started right away to uh, to in- include others? Well, certainly the active invitations is one. Um, sharing uh, your magic as widely as you can and uh, is also important too, uh, not just uh, live in your local meetings, but also over social media. Representation is important. The more that you can feature and promote uh, uh, magicians of color, women, 
uh, and youth, the more that we can promote them, the more they can be seen by potential members and potential magicians um, to see, oh, this person looks like me. If they can do it, maybe I can too. That is absolutely, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of Sarah Crasson who is someone who has a program out in New York called Flavors of Magic, in which she has diversity, you know, of whether the, you know, LGBT, you know, the, the whole community and women and blacks and ha- people who might have a handicap or a wheelchair or whatever. And she not only encourages, but in order to be part of that, you need to be part of that group because she's really trying to show how that those uh, people should be and can be performing and be accepted. And you got a great idea because after someone sees that, saying, oh, I've never seen someone of color or someone like me, of whatever that, that might be of me, performing and so uh i guess i can do that then too you know exactly exactly so it again comes back to my slogan for the year magic is for everyone yeah and that's the way of trying to get get it uh, going regardless of wherever you are in the world to try to encourage other people and invite them along with you to uh to help and not necessarily find another old white guy to help you <laughs> yeah exactly i mean certainly i've learned plenty of great magic from yeah. old white guys yeah. but we want uh, to expand. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's good. I wish you luck in the uh, the coming year. That's going to be a, uh, a good goal, and I'm glad that uh, you've got the DI committee, and there are more people, I guess, going to be added to that, and then they'll be rolling out that plan, I guess, in the MUM magazine as the months come forward? Certainly keep an eye on my presidential column in the MUM. Uh, I'll be talking about updates and developments. Uh, also, if you are an SAM member, you can follow us on the SAM community at magicsam.com, mm-hmm. which is a platform that we launched last year. It is essentially our very own social media platform that is just for SAM members. It is a Zuckerberg and Musk-free zone. Uh, uh, where we have a lot of communication going, including uh, uh, something I started uh, a few years ago called the, uh, that I call the Leadership Forum, which is a place where we can talk about some of the uh, inside baseball. Um, we want the community to be focused on magic, uh, but we also needed a little corner where we could talk about some of the nitty-gritty of just administration of magic clubs so you know how to keep a roster how to communicate with the national office um how to uh share ideas about marketing your local club so we have a little corner for that uh called the leadership forum um uh, so any sam member where can they sign up for that or find uh, well first you need to be uh sign up for sam membership you can't access the community unless you're a member uh, then uh, you can search for leadership uh, group. Um, on the uh, website? On, uh, Magic Sam? Yep, on magicsam.com. Uh, it's only available if you're a member and logged in, um, but that's where you can go and at, uh, click to join the group, you know, kind of just like you, you would with a Facebook group, um, and join the conversation. And you post pictures and everything similar to Facebook kind of a thing? and uh, Yeah, exactly. And not only that, we recently did a training video uh, session mm-hmm. over Zoom that was recorded and posted uh, on that group about how assemblies can use magicsam.com to create their own little corner of uh, community. So every assembly has its own group within the SAM community page that they can use to kind of like a Facebook group, post their group pictures, create events, send notices out to all the members. I don't think many people know about this. I know. That's why I'm talking about it. (laughs) So uh, join the SAM community. If you're already an SAM member, just log in. As soon as you log in, you are taken to the community page, and you'll see the posts. Click around, explore, Mm -hmm. and if you still need more information, you can reach out to me. Uh, Jay Sturk at magicsam.com. Sounds great. John, thank you very much. I wish you nothing but the best for life and also in your coming year. I assume you're going to be doing a lot of travel? Yes. Uh, uh, right after this, I'll be going to my home convention, the Abbott's Get-Together, uh, where I've been going since I was 
19. Are, they, are you going to be in charge of the uh, Street Magicians contest? Are they doing that this year? Or? They are doing that this year, although I've stepped aside, um, and a different group is handling that. But there will be Street Magicians, uh, and I'll maintain my regular duties as the house organist. Yeah. Um, You're the best. I love the jazz, and uh, you... You're great. Yeah, since uh, Wilma Wrench had left, and you do, yeah. you picked it up and done a great job. She retired. Uh, Both your own individual styles, but yeah, yeah, I have a whole different style of organ than Wilma did. Uh, but um, you know, a lot of people missed having live music there at Abbott's, and I missed it too. And I sort of looked around and thought, well, nobody else is going to do it. I better step up. So yeah. I've been doing that for a couple years now, and I'll be back again. And then after that, Magic Live, I guess? I, unfortunately, uh, the constraints of having a day job and, <laughs> and, and a, a finite amount of PTO. Yeah. I won't be at Magic Live, but my next trip after Abbott's uh, will be for TAOM over Labor Day. So yeah. I'll see you there. You and John Midgley will both be there. We will both be there, and so will uh, our, other, our friend Matthew Crabtree. So you will have... The, Watch his hometown like mine. Yeah, too. exactly. So you'll have the top three officers mm-hmm. from the SAM at TAOM this year. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Those three guys all in a row there. That's uh, right. Yep, yep. Well, again, I wish you luck for the coming year and everything, and enjoy your time because uh, I, I know you're going to be spreading goodness and joy, as you normally do with magic. You do great cups and balls. I mean, you're <laughs> not just a great street magician, but as I said, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'd am i love just listening to your music. Uh, and if people get to Chicago, where's, there's a jazz club you play then, too, isn't there? Well, I, I mean, I not all the time, but I did, I did get to uh, check a bucket list item off my list, and I, I played at the Green Mill cocktail lounge in chicago mm-hmm. which has been around since the turn of the last century wow. and was a, a favorite pro, pre-prohibition day yes yeah. and then uh, during prohibition it was a favorite haunt of al capone's yeah. so i got to play there earlier this year and uh yeah check that one off the bucket list uh i just started a, a new show that i perform with another magician called bamboozled um, so we're do- we just started that. Um, we're doing it through August. Where can they see you? Uh, yeah. We're at a venue in River North in Chicago called Storyville, and funnily enough, it's a New Orleans themed uh, restaurant. So we perform uh, Thursday nights uh, doing bamboozled, and I'm you know I did a, a sort of a mini tour of Chicago public libraries this summer. So I'm still very much a working performer in addition to a half musician. A, a, a musician and I was going to say a half half decent leader <laughs> <laughs> well you are more than that you are a fully decent leader there you go thank you very much John appreciate your time and again good luck good to see you Scotty for the Magic Word Podcast Scotty <laughs> that was John Sturt Scotty out We are at the uh, President's Party here right now, kind of uh, hanging out as things start to begin, because a little bit later we're going to be having the uh, second line. Is that what they call it? I think it's going to be be happening at about 8 o'clock, but right now it's uh, martini time. It's that uh, magic hour of the afternoon that I so enjoy. And again, I'm here with Dal Sanders and his lovely wife, Cindy. Hello, you guys. Hello. Hey, Scotty. So, uh, you guys were a part of a presidential citation, you said, or tell me what happened here today. Well, today, uh, at the end of the National Council meeting for the Society of American Magicians, Rod uh, Chow, the, the current president, the outgoing president of uh, the SAM, uh, called us up, and several other people too, but called us up individually and gave us a presidential citation for the work that we've done with the SAM. And I was thrilled because Cindy is often, you know, in the background of the SAM. This was to Cindy and Dal Sanders. Not just to, uh, not just for me. Was that a surprise, Cindy? It was a surprise. It was, it was really, it was nice. It was humbling. <laughs> it, it was. I was so glad that she was recognized too. So, because she does a lot for the organization, and she's always in the background, and you know, she just bringing that smile. Yeah. Well, uh, she's Boopsy the clown. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you don't Very want to true. throw a party without Cindy. That's what I always say. <laughs> True. How can we have a pool party, you know, without Cindy, you know, there? And, and you make flipping the hamburgers. You know? We are what one week away. I know. It's, we are one week away Sunday. from uh, Summer Splash. I'm going to be at Abbott, so I'm going to miss that one. So is that right? the end of uh, July? It's the thirtieth. Okay, yeah, the thirtieth of July. That's on a Sunday. Yeah. 
can't make it because after oh. that I'm going to be heading to Magic Live. You going to Magic Live afterwards? Yes. Oh yes, we'll definitely yes. be there. We I've never missed the Magic Live, so why would I start now? <laughs> why do you attend the Magic Live convention? I like the Magic Live convention because it's it's the the. It's one of the conventions where everybody is all of a sudden at the same level. I don't care if you're the biggest name in magic or uh, a newbie. You're all on the same level, and they all want to talk to you. And you know, yeah. Jeff McBride or Joe Schmo, you're all kind of uh, rubbing shoulders. Absolutely. Right. And so uh, I love it. Plus, Stan Allen does such a great job coming up with things that just surprise you. You know, all of our other conventions, we, we announce ahead of time who, who's going to be the guest and the, who's going to be the acts and the lecturers and everything. You never know at Magic Live till you get there. Right. And uh, so, as much as I say I don't like surprises, I like being surprised at Live. So. <laughs> well, when you were president, what, uh, what city? I mean, was the convention held that year? I was inaugurated in Washington, D.C. And it was... Uh, I, I, I was the pre- I inaugurated as president in Washington D.C. What's that remind you of? Uh, um, anyway, um, and it was on the Fourth of July, so that was really cool too. Yes, it was on the Fourth of July, and we had just a great time. It was a, uh, a great convention and uh, just a great party. So, yeah. So are you enjoying this convention so far then too? Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, I mean, we're just barely getting started. Uh, but we've had a couple of great lectures already. Bruce Calver was this morning, uh, uh, this afternoon, uh, with his Barry, and Barry Mitchell, and he's always fun. I've, I've been a fan and a friend of Barry Mitchell forever. <laughs> and uh, when they said we need uh, we need to get a family entertainer, who's who are we going to get to be the family entertainer lecture? And I said uh, Barry Mitchell. They said, Oh yeah, we should probably should think about him. So I was thrilled. It's been great. And we're back in Louisiana, your home. Yes. Yeah, I'm from Louisiana. I mean, I'm from north Louisiana, but that's okay. <laughs> it's Louisiana she, all the same. She went to college in Baton Rouge at uh, LSU, <laughs> and she spent every weekend here in New Orleans. <laughs> so when we got to the hotel, she kind of uh, walked over to the curb and stuck her head in the in the air and was looking around. I thought she was like just getting the smell. She says, no, I just wanted to know exactly where I was so I could get ready to know where we're going next. So. Right, right. Well, it's great to be back over in New Orleans and the weather has been just outstanding. You know, we got here this morning, I guess, after the rain, so things have cooled off at least 10 or 15 degrees. And it's very nice outside right now. I was originally thinking, well, whose brilliant idea was this to have, you know, New Orleans in July? You know, it's almost August and here we are, one of the hottest summers on record. But here, it's not been as bad as I thought it'd be. You know? Really very nice. Yeah. It's actually cooler here than it is in our home in Dallas. It is. It is. Exactly. Yeah, Dallas is boiling, you know, then right now. Well, it's good seeing you guys. And do uh, you have any other exciting things that you're going to be announcing later this uh, convention? Oh, well, that's a lead-in question if there ever was one. Uh, let's just say uh, save Labor Day 2024. Uh, put it on your calendar now. August 30th through uh, September 2nd. For the biggest blowout ever. Uh, I would agree. We were talking a little bit about the TAOM this year that's going to be in Houston. And if you haven't registered for that, please do because that's going to be awesome. And that's going to be a lead up to the one in Dallas. And, uh, you know, we want to look good because I know how great that's going to be. And we'll talk about that at a later time, too. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but put it on your calendar now if you're listening. Yes, you should. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was the people who received the presidential citation. That was Cindy and Dal Sanders. Scotty out. While we are here at the president's party, we're here with another president, by the way, my good friend Bruce Calvert. Hey, Bruce. It is so great to see you, Scott. You get everywhere, don't you? <laughs> I do get around a little bit <laughs> from place to place. Wow. So, have, i, I got to ask you, have you seen the new SAM history book yet? I have not. I've been hearing about that. What can you tell me about this? I, I have slightly in the background been involved with it, and I saw the original book that David Goodsell wrote. He would send me chapters to check over. And this book is an absolute dream. You will tear up reading the history of the SAM, and you'll be proud that you're a member of the SAM because of all the backstories. You're going to see pictures that you've never seen before. They were, they were tucked away at the New York Public Library in a special collection, 
and David meticulously went there and reproduced it all, he got the, the biographies of the original 24 people. Not only did he have the biographies, he has their pictures too. How do, how do you come up with all this stuff? But an incredible book. Uh, you especially, since you love the history of magic, you're going to love this book. I'm moving right now and I'm, I'm starting to reduce my library of a thousand books and I'm trying to whittle that down. But the ones I'm keeping are history books. I yeah. just absolutely love them. There's something special about history books. You know, you, we can learn a lot of magic tricks. We can go through the, the Fiske. There's 13, 15 different ways to do that. But the history is important. And even just the stories. Let's say the John Calvert book. You know, Roger and Milo. I mean, they're yeah. stories. You, you know, of course, Carter the Great. So many different. Uh, Willard the Wizard. Three of my favorite books. Willard the Wizard. Yeah. 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 Great. Absolutely great. But this one, this one's a special book. No other organization has done something like this before. And so I know you didn't want to ask me about that book. No, but I'm glad I had, you did. I'm so excited about this book. There are uh, these books are being sold not only here, but you can buy them online. I think through Magic Sam, can't you? Yes, you can at MagicSam.com/slash/historybook. And uh, all lowercase. And uh, all lowercase. And if you get the deluxe edition, we have all these extra perks that you can download and see video clips and and another book and another book that we're, we're downloading for you. Yeah, it's going to be great. But the SAM is going to be having a booth then also. I know at the TAOM coming up uh, soon, uh, and I've been talking about on the uh, this podcast Isn't that already. Nice? We're going to get together. Yes. And we're doing yeah, one. We're doing it next year for the TAOM. That's yep, be in great. Dallas. Don't want to talk too much about that. We're just talking to Dal. We're keeping that secret. You just kind of let the cat out of the bag over there. But that, <laughs> that's going to be just awesome next year. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this year I believe the SAM is going to be having a booth then as well. Are you going to have a booth at Magic Live? I am. Uh, the SAM, I believe, will. That's what I mean. They can buy yeah, a book I there. the SAM will. So if those who are listening who will be in Vegas will be able to pick up Same a book there. postage. It's so expensive for postage because it's so big. Now, what does the book run? I mean, they've got a deluxe edition too, but you know. I believe it's 85 dollars for the regular edition and 150 for the deluxe. But you get bonus, you get those bonus pieces and everything. But what's nice, it's 360 something pages. It's over 400 pictures, 450 pictures, and the, it's I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, okay. You know the reason, one of the reasons I want to talk with you then also was about your tech talk tech talk column. That's right, TikTok column. Hard to write. <laughs> Sounds like TikTok, you know, TikTok. TikTok. You started TikTok before TikTok, you know. So uh, you've been doing it for 12 years. It's like I've been doing the podcast. Years. When you said that, I thought, huh, we started about the same time. I started in August of uh, 2012. The difference is your podcasts are history, and you're recording history for, for posterity. My columns, five months later, they are obsolete Absolutely. because the technology changes, you know. But at the end of the month, and I know you've written columns and such, at the end of the month, on the third week of Thursday, I, I sit there and I, I fell over. Okay, what do I have to talk about? What are, and amazingly, things are, you find things. You find gadgets and gimmicks. I'm sure you go to toy stores, you know, uh, container store, uh, staples, and you find, and the first thing you do, you see something, you go, well, that would be an interesting card trick. No, enough of the card tricks. Let's find something to do with it. But now it's expanded, so not only do you find gadgets and gimmicks, but you also find up 3D printing files. People are getting into. Have you gotten into 3D printing yet? I haven't, but I got friends who do that, so I don't have so to worry don't about it. So you don't have to go through. Like, all the by the way, I want to thank you. One of the little uh, things that uh, was a gem was from your uh, column that was about this uh, spin pad thing yes. you 3 print, 3D print, and I I don't remember that you necessarily said this, but once once I had my friend Gene Protus made this for me. Uh, you can also use that to short cards. Yes, for Svengali decks or reverse Svengalis, right. yeah, which I do you all You can do time. anything with that. It's an amazing little uh, plastic thing. After 12 years, once these people are in my column, because we're not a, we're not a uh, uh, review column, we're a recommendation column, right? So we're not, anything that we don't like, 
we're not putting it in the column. Now, you couldn't get through everything today, I know, and you mentioned some a few things, and those who were here got the benefit of that. Is there something that has appeared in your column that is still topical that, as you say, they're kind of obsolete after a few months, but is there something either coming up or something that you'd publish or something that's one of your all-time favorites still available? Everybody writes to me. I've mentioned this three times in my column in the last 12 years about the microphone that, that, I, uh, that I use. Uh, yeah, that, that all the... Um, all the exercise people bought, and then when they yeah. lost their job, they would sell them. Yeah, they sell them on eBay for, like, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those were great. Card Now, which is what I showed today, Card Now of making your business card come out of a thing, that, that is probably my most favorite thing. And that's a free one, Card Now. Card now. Go and take a look at that. It is so cool. Explain that rather than me explaining it. Okay, so you, you uh, press a button on your phone, and your business cards is printed right on your phone and then you pull it out of your phone yeah, you can move it around with your thumb and then pull so it out great. it's so great and like magic it's true magic and uh, I don't know there's just so much that shows up in the column now I also want to talk about something that I think was uh, not necessarily your idea but you followed through with this uh, NFC yeah. that we got so tell <laughs> was, us about the cards was my amazing idea. So, so we have NFC cards. Have you? Are you familiar with NFC cards? They're, they're, there's a little electronic inside a plastic card, like a credit card. Yeah, you must have a bunch of them. And I'm show you mine. Right there it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you got one of the black ones. Of those, yeah. yeah, the they're uh, great. dot cards, you know, with the yep. QR code if the, QR if the NFC doesn't work. Yep. So we, this year, uh, John uh, Sturk is our new president. He's into technology like I am. And uh, he read my column about NFC cards, about that you can program these cards and then just rub them on the back of anybody's phone, and it takes you to a website or does little things. Which and is so, what that does. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, you're in on it. You're, you're one of the insiders. So, whenever you had this, I thought, brilliant. This is one of the best. Best they, ID cards because first of all it flips over. It's still going to have the same name on both sides, you know. But anyhow, I read your your article many years ago on the best uh, cards, and I thought he's going to love this. If he I did, shows I just up. posted today saying ten out of ten. <laughs> I love this. I did. So when you so when you uh, when you scan it on the back of your phone, it takes you to a website. Now originally they called me to make an app on all the scheduling and the maps, and they, I go, I'm not making an app in three weeks. So we came up with this. And what that does is, when you scan it, it goes to a private website that I, from my phone, can type in any changes, any news right, of the that's day. That's the beauty of this. It's fantastic. And what I also like is, of course, you can do that with a QR code, but that takes up landscape. And this doesn't. You have it with you all the time. And so our membership cards this year are also going to be are also going to be NFCs. Did you hear that, guys? Repeat that again. Your membership card with the SAM, your physical plastic card will have the NFC. Now, is this built in with a chip, or how expensive are there's, these things? There's aluminum inside there, and when they melt the card together, it, it's in there. The electronics is there. So think of it as like the old recording tape or cassette tapes. When you when we program these things, it just stays there. It doesn't fade away. It's not going to go away. So throughout the year, we're going to put things that you can download, put on that card, and do various magic. That's why I think it's beautiful, because you can always change that in the background. No one really knows about it. You mentioned Rick Johnson earlier today was someone whose column I thought had the, was the best in the linking ring. I, I made so many of those things. And yes. to think how brilliant he was to live in the middle of nowhere, and be, he came up with all these ideas and everything. Uh, but one of the things I remember also was way back when in the Polaroid camera days, he would take the battery out of that, and he could put the battery in his close-up pad or something, you know. Yeah, he, he was just a wild guy that, that had brilliant ideas. And I think like you and I, he thinks out of the box. I miss him dearly. And he was like, um, he was like a star when I met him. You know, I, I didn't want, couldn't talk to him that much because I was starstruck by him. But I, the trick that I showed today, I think, I, I think he'd be pleased with the way I came up with it. Well, Bruce, always good talking with you, and thank you very much for what you do month after month, and that's the first column I go to, and I think a lot of people do as well in the MUM every month, and that uh, I love it, and I like preaching your word and telling other people that they should go and read that column as well. So It's an honor to have you read it. It truly is. It truly is. <laughs> well, you flatter me. Thank you very much. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Bruce Calver. This is Scotty out.
Alan Howard's with me right now. Alan is the uh, editor of the MUM. <laughs> How many years? Um, coming up on the end of six years now. Six years. Seems like 60, I'm sure, to you, doesn't it? Well, some days it does, yes. Now, you <laughs> some days it does. You were also the editor then not only of Juggle Magazine, but then uh, for a while you handled Magic Magazine for Stan, right? I, I wouldn't say I handled it, but I was helping with it. I was you were associate editor? Associate editor, assistant editor. I think the title changed a couple of times, but something like that. <laughs> You're kind of his right-hand man. He couldn't have done it without you. He could have done it without me, but it wouldn't have been nearly as much fun. And did he buy Juggle Magazine so that way he kind of folded it in, or was that how did that evolve? Well, the International Jugglers Association was looking to change their magazine, and they were looking at successful magazines in the variety arts field, and of course they saw a magic magazine. So someone suggested, oh, you should talk to Stan Allen, see if he has any ideas. So I had a meeting with Stan, and by the end of the meeting they said, Stan, you should take over our magazine. So somehow they talked him into that, and he started Juggle Magazine, and realized fairly quickly he didn't know a whole lot about juggling, so he brought in a few people that... Mike Caveney didn't have the time to do anything with that. Yeah, Caveney's always busy. <laughs> so he found me, uh, some other people as well, but I came in and was a consultant uh, since the first issue, really, and then eventually he turned it over to me to become the editor, and then he stopped publishing it and I became the publisher, all working for the International Jugglers Association. And then the association decided they didn't need a magazine after a while. So the magazine lasted, I think, 12 years and then wrapped up. What is there, for people who are not jugglers, what kind of articles did you... Not, I mean, I had an article, actually, that was in Juggle Magazine as well, but it was... I don't remember what it was, but, but I mean, what kind of, I've forgotten what other kind of articles that you had in the magazine. It's the same kind of thing you find in a magic magazine. There's, That's uh, I thought I had a magic article that was yeah. in there's histories and biographies and tutorials, and uh, there's... Like how to juggle. Like how to juggle, well, a little more specifically, not just generic. It was not really entry-level type stuff. Did you have lines in there? I mean, like if you drop something, and like what to say? Well, I don't recall having lines, no. But you got the magazine if you're a member of the International Jugglers Association. So I figure you're not going to be in the association if you don't know already how to juggle. So we had tutorials on more advanced stuff and different props, clubs, cigar boxes, uh, different kinds of things to work with other than just the basic throw-and-catch stuff. question I've had for you for a long time, and I've always had in the back of my mind, but I never think of it until this now, and that is how you met Stan Allen to begin with. I mean, you're not part of the Long Beach Mystics, I guess, so... Uh, I was not. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, so it's kind of a suburb of Long Beach. And <laughs> kind of like where Kevin James came from in Michigan. He became yeah, yeah. a member of it. Yeah. yeah, he moved out there. I, I didn't. No, I met Stan uh, just through juggling. When he got the contract with Juggle Magazine, he had heard my name because I was involved with the Jugglers Association. And I didn't really come with a deal, but he sort of tracked me down, and someone had recommended me as someone who might be of use to him. And so I got a call from him and uh, started talking, and uh, here we are. Did you have a journalism background in college or something? Uh, amazingly, I actually have a degree in English, which I didn't think I would ever use for anything. Surprise! I was, yeah. Who knew? But yeah, I was a juggler. I was a professional, full-time performing juggler traveling around the world. And the writing and the magazine stuff was just sort of a nice thing to do while I'm sitting on a cruise ship staring at the sea with nothing else to look at. And then one gradually replaced the other. Wow. So I was going to I always like to talk to other cruise guys about where is one of your favorite places to visit. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, Australia was great. Uh, anywhere in Asia I liked. Europe was terrific. Uh, Caribbean was nice, but I got tired of that. Uh, not the kind of guy who goes and hangs out on beaches on a regular basis. Yeah. But, yeah. I always thought, different island, same crap. You know? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and after a while, you start seeing the same shops showing up everywhere. So it really yeah. was the same stuff. But, yeah, Europe was great. And, of course, uh, Japan and uh, China and uh, Australia and New Zealand. Those were all terrific. Yeah. And so, as far as this convention goes, is there something, I mean, are you, do you have other reporters going to be working for you? It's going to be working on different things here? Or are you writing up the whole thing? Or? Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. What are you doing this week? <laughs> I'm reporting. Uh, good. Well, write it down. We can use that. <laughs> Transcribe these. <laughs> Perfect. No, I'm kind of walking around taking notes. Uh, we've really just started. It hasn't had a whole lot happening yet. And we have John Costello taking photos. Generally, what we've been doing is a big photo essay. So I'm relying on John's great pictures, and then we'll put captions in there to let people know who's who. Who's taking the pictures for you? Uh, John Costello from Philadelphia, who's done it for the last couple years for us, and he does a great job with it. And also Bill Gleason. Bill's usually turning in photos as well, so he's always shooting something. 
Alan, thank you very much. You get, you've done a fantastic job. I certainly enjoy each each person who has taken this over the years has done just an outstanding job and, and taking it in different directions, and uh, I enjoy reading it. Well, thank you. Yeah, we had a lot of great people, as I was telling you before, just following in the footsteps of the guys who were ahead of us. And it's, a, it's a great legacy to try to continue. Yep. Good job. Go to the Magic Word Podcast. That was Alan Howard, my buddy. Love you, man. Thank you. Scotty out.